How do we get things from God? And should we even be asking this question? Let's talk about it on this episode of Inverse. Coming to you from Silver Spring, Maryland, welcome to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation on life principles, contemporary issues, and thought-provoking perspectives. Now here's your host, Justin Kim, with Inverse. Hey friends, my name is Justin Kim and this is Inverse and in the studio we have Jonathan Israel and Siku and we're going to be talking about the book of James. Hey guys, Hi. Hi. Uh, we have been looking at three chapters and we're now finally in chapter four. So we want to encourage you to go to inversebible.org, download our Bible study guides, get into the app, buy the hardcover, get our journal. There's all these things that we have uh, supplemented for you for your Bible uh, study experience. And uh, well, let's get, we'll have a word of prayer, we'll read the Bible, and we'll do what we do, we've been doing every week. So Jonathan, can you still, can you pray for us? Sure. <laughs> let's pray. Uh, dear Father, we just thank you again for the opportunity we have to study the Word. I ask that you will teach us, that you will um, bring us to a point where we know that you have spoken to us. I pray that your Spirit will be present and accomplish all these things change our hearts, transform us, not just us, but everyone watching and studying with us. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Siku, chapter 4, verses 1 through 10, please. Sure. Reads, Where do wars and fights come from among you? Do they not come from your desires for pleasure, that war in your members? You lust and do not have. You murder and covet and cannot obtain. You fight and war. Yet you do not have because you do not ask. You ask and do not receive because you ask amiss that you may spend it on your pleasures. Adulterers and adulteresses, do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Whoever therefore wants to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Or do you think that the scripture says in vain, the spirit who dwells in us yearns jealously, but he gives more grace. Therefore, he says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Therefore, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and pur purify your hearts, you double-minded. Lament and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and He will lift you up. Amen. Thank you. Israel, what's something that, uh, not, not a review of, of what we covered already, but um, in studying, um, when, we, you know, when we study these topics together, we learn new stuff too. We have, mm -hmm. we, yeah. uh, we, we, we've been preparing, uh, we read these passages over and over before we, we record, but when we actually study this, we also get personal insights and new new experiences and new mm -hmm. new new truths. Uh, have you had any of these experiences? Yeah, before? yeah. We're studying this together for the first time. Yeah. And for me, the, the biggest thing that has kind of stuck out to me is how important the context is in helping us understand the Book of James. Mm. He's, he's speaking the these um, you know these fortune cookies that we've often used mm -hmm. in sermons and in conversations and in life and in motivation for better holy. Christian experience, mm -hmm. they actually he's he's speaking specifically two different contexts, mm -hmm. and and everything kind of boils down to me in my understanding is. James is speaking to a group of people who are undergoing serious trials mm -hmm. and 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 his essentially his counsel or his advice is like stay in the pocket you know stay in the stay in the in in the in the in the middle of that difficulty don't try to get out of it mm. um, the purpose of Christianity or happiness or joy is not going to come from the absence of pain and trial but rather there is a purpose for these things and 
and, and that purpose is godliness, Christ-likeness. And what that is going to do is it's going to make you look a certain way. It's going to make you treat others a certain way. It's going to help you be real. And you really find yourself in Christ. Mm -hmm. And that's what I've drawn from it and what I've appreciated the mm -hmm. most from Marston. Yeah, it's very interesting because uh, similar similar experience, that similar observation that I had, I just finished reading a book on addictions and it says that in North America we have the most uh, addiction epidemic mm -hmm. and we had all, you know, the pharmacological uh, stuff going on as well and also the bad drugs, but we are also addicted to all the dopamine sources out there such as our phones and social media and streaming video and whatnot. But really at the end of the day, it says, uh, the author was saying that the more that we pursue pleasure, mm -hmm. we experience pain on a neurological level. Mm -hmm. yeah. That our, our bodies are made with this homeostatic uh, uh, balance, that the more we, we seek pleasure, naturally our brain produces pain uh, hormones, right? And so because we experience more pain hormones, we it's seek out more pleasure and we, it's this, this whatever. Mm -hmm. And so she says that, well, we need to seek not a lot of pain, but mild pain. Mm. And that mild pain is withdrawal, complete abstinence, and some of these, um, some, some of the negative things that we don't hear from society anymore. And then when you do, your brain naturally points to the pleasure perspective. Mm. But our, our lives are, are driven by seeking pleasure after pleasure, not mm. in these gross negative ways, but in these micro small ways, you know, mm. just phone, 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 or, or, or music, music, whatever, or whatever it is, not that phone and music are bad. Mm -hmm. um, and then similar in James, it's the same, right? And yeah. that in the midst of your suffering under the conditions that God has allowed for, you mm. abide and you hunker down and you, you abide and you wait. <laughs> and, and and, and, and uh, uh, absorbing that that suffering and trial and and, and, and tribulation, it, the Lord will bring you to a point of pleasure at the same time. Yeah, which is the ultimate pleasure because He says, you know, that you will be perfect and entire, mm. wanting nothing. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the ultimate. That's the greatest gift you could ever have in life. I mean, mm -hmm. being perfect and entire and wanting nothing, full mm -hmm. contentment. Yes. Now, secret just read in chapter four. Um, parts about wars now and adultery and 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 and, and friendship with the world. So so help us, um, guys. Like uh, and again, this is my this is my struggle with James. Right? I love James. We have these sections that we kind of understand, but connect the sections one to another. We just finished in chapter three at the second part there on wisdom, and now he's talking about wars. What's mm -hmm. the connection? Help us with the transition there. Siku. I don't know if this this will really help, but <laughs> in the previous verses, um, a, a contrast that I mm -hmm. that I noticed reading them, um, he's been talking about this wisdom, right? Wisdom yes. that comes from above, wisdom yes. that's from beneath, yes. and then in talking about the wisdom that comes from above, he says that the wisdom comes from above is first peaceable, peaceable. Mm -hmm. right? He goes in verse eighteen. Now the righteousness that is sown in peace yes. by those who make peace yes. It's like he's this is peace, 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 and then, but where do wars come from? Right, um, so it's kind of this. this and in contrast. verse one, it says the wars are among you. Right. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. right. Mm -hmm. So he's he's it's kind of like he's been talking about this wisdom that comes yep. from above. It it's it's peaceable. So yep. it results in peace. It's it's a it's the kind of um, your character is one that that 
brings peace amongst people. You know, it's like, so where is it that you end up having wars from if we're talking about getting a wisdom that comes from above? Awesome. And, awesome, and, awesome. and that's cool because it ties into the very beginning of the, of the, of the, of the epistle again, right? In terms of like, if any man la lacks wisdom, let him ask of God to give so I'm in liberally. And so er everything, it kind of, to me, everything kind of just keeps coming back to that thesis statement that he makes in the very, very beginning of the epistle that mm -hmm. the whole point is, you know, stay patiently, patiently await your trials and stay there because as soon as you lose focus, what's the what's going to be the result of that? The result of that's going to be war over desire. Mm. You know, you're going to go into war because of desire. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm reminded in chapter one, unstable in all your ways individually in here. Now you're war with all your members and there's, there's just all this crazy yeah. fighting going on. Yeah. Um, and there's a, a, a really essentially in this section, he's talking about the problem of half heartedness. Okay. Uh, so that he talks totally. about, yeah. He yeah, talks yeah, about yeah. adultery and he means not necessarily, uh, you know, literal adultery, but more spiritual adultery. Where, where while you on the one hand, you know, you confess to be a Christian, you, you're part of the church you're doing all these things but then on the other hand you're lusting after all these things you you're even praying for things in order to seek self-gratification uh, and and this falls right in line with what we have seen throughout the book um, that they are you know they're not seeking the wisdom from above uh, but then they you know they, they believe but there's no works uh, you know they, there's this yeah. this half-heartedness going on this and then he's and then he goes into and you read it in verse 7 and forward um, into a pretty strong appeal like listen you, you you got to repent. You, there's only one side that will really bring you, you know, contentment and pleasure and true, true, you know, joy and, and so on. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think it's a pretty powerful pastoral appeal. And when we were reading it, I mean, it spoke, it spoke right to me because I, I know that often I fall into this half-hearted thing where I like, I claim, yeah, this, but then I do this. And, yeah. and uh, it's so easy. It starts small, right? But it, it can quickly, you know, really take over your life. Yeah. No, I think that's, that, that's, that's, that's a great observation. Each chapter seems to be different versions of half-heartedness. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. And he's rebuking them pastorally uh, on appealing to real religion, full-heartedness, yes. wholehearted uh, religion, wholehearted Christianity. Mm -hmm. Siku? Um, th this may be backtracking back to verse one, yeah, sure. you know, in, in that talking about the wars, mm -hmm. um, he talks about where the wars come from. He's talking about where wars come from amongst you. So this is interpersonally, right? Mm. Um, and he says, from, from my understanding, what he's saying is, hey, do, do they not come from your desires for pleasure that war in your members? Mm. He's talking about internally, mm. right? So there's strife externally with your fellow brethren because there is strife internally. Mm -hmm. Like we don't have peace with each other because we don't have peace internally. We don't pe have peace with ourselves, mm -hmm. right? And so um, I think it's it's just a powerful observation, just that in and of itself. That a lot of times when we're fighting, this this fighting amongst ourselves is because there's something that's wrong within myself, mm -hmm. you know. Um, and the saying is, "Hurt people, hurt people," right? Yeah. Um, people who are hurting cause hurt to other people. People who are not at peace with themselves, so discord amongst others as well. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. it's it's funny. Like, d does you know you guys know Gary Blanchard? <laughs> He, the guy's the most positive guy in the whole entire world, you know? <laughs> and I was like, I was in a meeting with him one time and we were having this conversation and the conversation from my perspective was very intense and negative, you know? And then we walked out of it and like the first words out of his mouth were like, wasn't that such a very supportive meeting? And I was like, 
were we in the same meeting? Like, you know, <laughs> that, that was, and, 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 and what you're saying is so true. You know, it, it reminded me of that. Like a person who is naturally good and kind will see good, good and kind things in either, yeah. in, in other people. And the reason why I see and so much- And corollary to that is if you're not good and kind, you see not in good kind things. Yeah. Yeah. I just wanted to point that out. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, and that's my point. We should go to a break now. <laughs> that is true. All right. On that note, we will take a break. We want to recuperate after that, uh, <laughs> that, that, that exchange. Uh, stay with us. We'll be back after the break. Has Inverse been a blessing to you? Do you have questions, comments, or feedback you'd like to leave us? Find us on social media by searching Inverse Bible on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or YouTube. While there, join us, like us, heart us, thumbs up us. Our handle again is Inverse Bible, no spaces. Now, back to the discussion. Kind people are kind. They say kind things and they do kind things, but unkind people do unkind things and unkind words come out of their mouth. So Israel, your point. Yeah. And so, that, I mean, well, you stole my point. But if I say that, it's gonna show that I'm unkind. <laughs> so I should say, thank you, Justin, for pointing that out. Um, no, and, and so like- the, All joking aside, I mean, yeah. the, this yeah. is, the, the humor is not in our exchange. The humor is in the reality of the disparity here. Yeah. And how Unavoidable yeah. it is. Yeah, exactly. exactly. It's unavoidable. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And 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 so I guess the the point that he's making here in the in the in the in the first few verses of chapter four is the fact that all the issues or all the problems in in this world really exist because of me, not because of what's around me. Yeah. And 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 this is important because it's gonna. Th this is setting up the appeal, right? Mm -hmm. Which, if we ever reach the appeal, it we cannot miss it. That he's building a point. When 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 you let that settle into into your mind, when I allow that to settle into my mind, that man, the problems that take place around me all the time are really the result of what is happening internally in my life. Mm -hmm. It really does cause. Uh, Either depression, if if I'm if I'm focused on myself, or it does cause mourning and running after God for help. And, mm -hmm. and what what it also and this I think this is one of the big reasons for wars and fights interpersonally and even between nations is that because uh, we don't see the cause in ourselves, we blame the other, yeah. and then we are uh, we are constantly looking for things to to judge the other person, uh, while well if we would look internally and ask God to transform us, that transformation could result in the other person, you know, uh, wanting peace and, and, and seeing a change and, and you treat them differently and then suddenly a whole other, a whole other world appears mm -hmm. uh, where kindness and love takes place mm -hmm. and that can of course lead to many more positive things. So um, James here, even though he uses then strong words and makes a strong appeal, this is all for the point of bringing us to the point where, where we come together in peace, where we find that common ground and where we are kind to each other He's not, he's not just blasting uh, mm -hmm. for no, no, for no reason. So I just I really appreciate it because it's just, uh, I think he speaks into a reality that is much more common than we, than, than we think it is. Uh, just, just to, to finish this, because like often I've, I see that even in church, we, we keep things a little superficially in, in the way we relate to each other, where we talk to each other. We never, and then, but on often, you know, afterwards we talk about each other and da 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 da, da. And so you have this war and fights going on um, and just such a lack of, of coming together uh, because we are 
focus on the others and not on, on our own issues mm -hmm. that God needs to iron out in our mm -hmm. lives. Mm -hmm. yeah. right. Appreciate that. Uh, and I wanted to, to say, um, uh, uh, I guess a, a caution with, with this thing of, of yes, it's internal. It does not mean that somebody else doesn't have a problem, mm -hmm. right? It doesn't mean that everybody's right and I'm wrong. It's not this woe is me, right. I'm the worst thing that ever happened to the universe, right? Yeah. Um, but it's to say that a lot of times the solution lies internally. I may not be able to change somebody else's behavior, but I can change my behavior, mm -hmm. right? And But we are intent on trying to change somebody else's behavior because we, don't, we, we can't sit down with ourselves and look at ourselves and be like, okay, this needs to change, right? Mm -hmm. um, and the reason I'm saying that is because they, they may be abusive situations. You yes, know? yes, yes. And yes. the individual is abusive. It's not because you're a bad person. It's right. not, right? However, even in an abusive situation, I like this um, in verse 3. You ask and you do not receive because you ask amiss that you may spend it on your pleasures. Mm -hmm. So not to speak to what the, 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 the letter of the text, but the spirit behind it is even when you're in a situation of lack, right? There's, you can be in a situation of lacking something and needing something but you don't do anything about it. You just sit there and you're lacking, right? And then you could sit there and, and you're lacking, so you ask for something, but you're asking for the wrong thing, right? So mm -hmm. there's, there's, an, there's an element of, of um, regardless of what circumstance that we're in, there's something that, there's a, there's a proactivity, I guess is an activity that I can engage in to engage the situation, to engage the circumstance. And he's saying the right thing to do is to ask for the right thing from the right person, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And God gives liberally. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, so I'm in an abusive situation. Doesn't mean I sit as a doormat and let somebody mistreat me all the time. Mm -hmm. Like there may be a need for me to ask for strength from God to get out of that situation. Mm. That is something that I can do. I may not be able to change the abuser, but I can ask God to give me the strength to leave that situation. Mm -hmm. um, so just to say that, not, not to say that the abuser is always right. You know, right, and you're yeah. wrong yeah, all yeah. the time. And, you know, and the worst thing we can do in that kind of situation is to, to pray for new clothes, uh, mm -hmm. right? So which is what you're saying, like right. we're praying, sometimes we're praying, we're in a situation and we're praying for the, the, the wrong thing. Yeah. And, and, and it doesn't just happen in, in abusive situations. It, it just happens also in Christianity. Yeah. 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 yeah, or like in trials, right? Like I'm going through a tough time and God, what I need right now is not for strength to endure to go through the trial, mm. but what I need right now is a new car or I need new clothes or I need <laughs> right, a spouse right, right. or I need, yeah. A, yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and, and God is saying like, no, 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 no. Don't ask for the wrong thing, right? right? Ask for strength to endure what you're going through or in your, the, the situation you're talking to is strength to overcome. This is this is uh, man, this is very profound. Like this is actually a kind of a weird context mm -hmm. to bringing up why prayer requests aren't answered, mm -hmm. but it's a very apropos. Like it's yeah. it's it applies to all of us. So if you can guys zoom back a little bit out. So in chapter three, we're talking about false wisdom. We're talking about half-heartedness. We're talking about fake people faking Christianity, and we're fighting all the time. And in the midst of that kind of fake religion, people are praying for to God for something, mm. and they're not receiving stuff. Mm -hmm. Like does that sound familiar? Familiar in, in, in a circumstance. That's, that's like an everyday situation. Right. Uh, and that's what he's talking about. And, and he says in verse 4, you ask and do not receive because you ask amiss that you may spend it on your pleasure. So even the prayer request, it's not that the problem that's is verse, with God. Verse three, yeah. or, or verse 3, what did I say? Verse 4. Mm -hmm. uh, the problem is not with God. It's the problem is, is with our selfishness. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think that that's the theme that pushes us forward. Right. 
And it says verse 6, but he gives more grace. Therefore, he says, God resists the proud, but mm -hmm. gives grace to the humble. I mean, this is making sense. The flow has been achieved here rather yeah. than, uh, yeah. But, Jonathan. But God resists the proud in verse 6. It says, really, because pride means I choose where I fill my needs, from what sources yeah. I fill my needs from. <laughs> and so uh, I might claim to be a Christian, might claim to, to believe in, in God and even be, you know, active. But if I don't seek, uh, you know, to fulfill my needs from the only source that matters, which is God, I am really prideful because I'm, 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 I'm doing it my way. And because of that, we then have all these problems, you know, and then we, we are not really aware of what we're doing. And that's why our prayers are not answered yeah. because we're just walking. We're as in, you know, in, in, in chapter one, we're just like tossed by the waves. And it seems like as, as in, our, in our pride, when we ask God for something, yes. and if God were to honor that, mm -hmm. it would result in our more more harm yes. and, 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 and more danger to us. So in his wisdom, he does not so, answer that. God's silence it can, can actually have a healing effect on us. Uh, I'm not saying that every time God is silent, that means you're, you're a terrible person and you're not a good Christian. Sure. But I'm saying that in this case, God's silence is actually to your benefit. Yeah. And hopefully it will lead you to realizing, hey, maybe there is maybe there is something wrong in my life. Or hopefully it leads to more humility. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Definitely. Well, or humility. I, I think yeah. the whole point of the book is false religion versus real religion. Yep. Yeah. You know, false wisdom versus real wisdom. Yep. And here is like false huma humility versus real humility. Yep. Mm. There is a false humility, which is ultimately pride. When I say, God, this is what I need you to do for me. Mm. Like, I'll, I'll submit to you, Lord. I'm, I'm, I'm submitting to you. To do. This. To do this, yeah, and 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 as you were saying, which is kind of so crazy that we are okay with this in our religious experience, right? That we come to God with fake with fake humility, asking for fake wisdom mm -hmm. in order to have a fake religion, and God does not answer, and we do not seek to fix the relationship. Mm -hmm. We just continue on, yeah. which ultimately Same. leads to adultery yeah. in real life, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. That it's like you, you come, mm -hmm. if you do this in the marriage context where you say, I love you, but you really don't. You're doing things and you're acting like you love each other, but you really don't. Ultimately, the relationship breaks down. Mm -hmm. And so, it's exactly the same in the Christian experience, right? Yeah. If we come to God with a fake humility mm -hmm. and a fake religion and a fake asking for fake wisdom, then the whole question is, where in the world is God? And we commit spiritual adultery when we come to God without thinking about Him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and, and God is outside of mm -hmm. our experience. We just, God is like some Santa Claus. I need this, I need that, I need this. And then God is like, hey, hey, I'm right here. Like, can we have a conversation instead of talking to me? Can you just talk with me? And that is what ultimately he is craving for because that is what real religion is. Mm -hmm. All That's what real religion is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. No, everything I was thinking of the illustration of someone going to a doctor and be like, look, doctor, I'm the patient, but I need this medicine mm -hmm. because I've been diagnosed with this. I studied WebMD.com yeah, no, and I got this. Mm -hmm. You better fulfill this prescription for me. Mm -hmm. And if the doctor were to do that, that would be pure malpractice, mm -hmm. right? But the doctor in his own integrity as a good doctor needs to do his own assessment. And I'm just thinking of the, the, <laughs> the stupidity 
of, of that kind of, of, of analogy. Mm -hmm. So let's go to verse 7 because uh, I love the momentum. It's really yes. pushing us towards verse 7. Therefore, mm -hmm. therefore, mm -hmm. submit to God, the real submission to God. Mm -hmm. Resist to the devil and he will flee from you. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Lament, mourn, weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord and he will lift you up. In, in the context of what we just talked about, this makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so too often we just kind of cut that out and just kind of you know put it on our on our on our refrigerator doors. Mm -hmm. But juice that out for us. Mm -hmm. what, what are the practicals we can tackle from verse seven to ten? I mean, I, I love that it says you know therefore it connects to the previous verse which says he, God gives grace to the humble. Yep. Because God gives grace, because He makes now salvation and and sanctification possible. Therefore, surrender, submit to God, mm -hmm. and. As an outflow of that, you will be able to resist the devil um, because the devil is the one that, while yes, it is an internal problem, he is on top of all of that, and he's putting, you know, what do you call it? Like he puts coal in the oh. oven to make it even worse, right? Mm -hmm. uh, but if now you're able to resist, he will flee. But it continues. This is a this is a real has to do with deep heart repentance. Yes. It is not just like I'm so sorry, Lord. It's it's really searching yourselves and saying, okay, at the core of my being, am I completely surrendered to God? Mm -hmm. And the reality is, we can't even do that ourselves. Yeah. We've got to ask God to give we us the gift of us. surrender. Yeah. Um, but you know, He 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 draws it. He makes it very clear and very points it. To, you know, cleanse your hands, purify your hearts, lament, mourn, and weep. Now, this is not talking about oh, your the entire Christian journey has to be this terrible. Uh, you know, oh, just I'm I'm you know chastising myself. Right. No, no, no. This is in the context of you are in this Laodicean double-minded state. It's time to make a decision and it's time to to repent from the old way. Well, I mean, the content we just talked about, all the half-heartedness, right. all the fake religionlessness. Mm -hmm. I mean, after you see that, your natural reaction should yeah. be to weep, mm -hmm. to yeah. mourn like, this totally stinks. Mm -hmm. uh, to take that out of context, and there's many Christians who do, mm -hmm. they say, hey, we should never laugh, you should never right. smile, because uh -huh. it says in James chapter 4, verse 9, but in yeah. context of chapter 2 and 3, mm -hmm. it totally does make well, sense. Israel and yeah. There's a fake joy yeah. here. Clock. Yeah, there, there, there's a fake joy here, you know, because it says, you know, your joy should be turned to gloom. Mm -hmm. He's not speaking against joy because in chapter one he's talking about joy, all joy. Right? Mm -hmm. And so here what is happening is he's saying quit the facade. Mm -hmm. You know, fake religion leads to fake happiness. Yeah. And you got to get rid of that if you want to be make real, progress. wake up, sober up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I love the promise in verse eight. Verse that eight. You draw near to God, he will draw near to you. It reminds me of the parable of the good of the uh, prodigal son. Mm -hmm. That when he turned around and he came, he was coming home, his father ran out to meet mm -hmm. him. Mm -hmm. And that's the picture that I have in my mind of this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And in the Middle East, the old men do never, and out of dignity, they never ever run. Mm -hmm. But that God loses his dignity and runs to, to reclaim us. That is a warm thought to end on. Despite all the, the fake religion and the hypocrisy that we talked about, our prayer request is that we don't be a part of that. We don't want to be part of that lukewarmness and that fakeness. That's our prayer request. Hopefully that's yours. We want to say thank you for joining us. God bless you. And may the Lord bless you as we read and study together the book of James. We'll see you next week here in Inverse. You've been listening to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation with Callie Williams, Israel Ramos, Jonathan Walter, Sebastian Braxton, Siku Dako, and your host, Justin Kim. Inverse is brought to you by The Hope Channel, television that changes lives. 
for this and more inspiring episodes, visit inverse.hopetv.org. Find us on social media, hashtag Inverse Bible. Until next time, this is Inverse.